right, hello, and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I'm an admissions consultant, and I work out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Do subscribe and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please do leave us a rating as well, as that really helps this podcast to reach more people, lets us know how we're doing. If you want to get in touch or you have a specific question that you'd like some answers to and are okay with me maybe answering that question here on the podcast you can email me at tyler at the accepted podcast.com that is tyler at the accepted podcast.com i'm more than happy to receive feedback respond to you personally whatever it is that you want to know about uh, your situation your child situation how you can best get into the colleges that you're aiming for so today i wanted to talk a little bit about you know kind of to kind of further dig in around this idea of college choice. And I think the way that I want to frame this today is Starbucks. I think we've all been to Starbucks or we're aware of the existence of a Starbucks and we've all heard that sort of cliche, really, 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 really long order. I'd like a venti, caramel frappuccino, no whip, right, with soy, but maybe half a, but at an extra shot. And then it goes on and on and on and on and on. And Starbucks takes pride in being able to provide all this flexibility, all this customizability around what are basically just different ways of throwing a, a shot of espresso and milk together. And in many ways, choosing a college and building your college list and finding the college that is right for you is kind of like finding your own customized drink, right? That you have all these you have all this base, right? You have these base drinks that you can order, but especially in the US, most people go in and they have something that's a little bit more customized. They have something that is a little bit more unique to them, to their dietary needs, to how much caffeine they're gonna need in that particular day, right? And all of these other different pieces. So what today I wanted to do is I wanted to run down this list, right? I wanted to run down this list of things to consider when putting together your own college frappuccino. Think about what are the factors that really are important to me me, right? Beyond just the baseline things of location, how good is the food? What is the ranking? Do they offer my major? These are all different things to add into your framework of consideration when you are deciding on the school that may be the right for you, or you are looking to eliminate and, uh, and, and, narrow down your list of schools okay so i'm going to take a big swig of my venti caramel macchiato that is right in front of me and then we are going to get started okay so what would be good for you to do of course if you're in the car doing if you're in the car listening to this or something this is not going to be as effective but what i often do with students is i will bring out this list and i'll sit down and we'll talk through all of these things and then i'll have them rank it rank the things that i'm talking about from with one being irrelevant to five being highly important or essential right and um that will then help me sort of get a customized version of their order, right? That's basic. This is basically their order, right? And my job now is to go off and find the colleges that are going to fit the bill, right? The colleges that are going to line up with the set of priorities. Okay, so first category has to do with scholastics, right? And these are very basic in some ways. One is college ranking. How important is college ranking? How important is the uh, ranking, not just of the school overall, but within the specific type of major that you're trying to study? So that is one piece of criteria that goes into it. But the other things that go into it would be things like 
professor quality, right? How important is it that you are attending a school that not only are the professors good, because that should be kind of every university, but access, right? Um, at a small liberal arts college, you're going to have greater opportunities to interact one-on-one. On the other hand, professors at larger universities, while it may be harder to get in touch with them, they are often there to do pretty cutting-edge industry-leading ac- uh, research, right? And so your access to them may be more beneficial for what you are or what you're planning on doing. Also under Scholastics are things like content delivery, right? Do you want small group discussions? Do you want experiential learning, which I kind of talked a little bit about last week? Do you want a large lecture? hall where you can kind of be anonymous slip in slip out just take the content that you want and then you you and then you can leave especially now post kind of covid like do you want schools that are accommodating for online learning right um all of these other different things what is the content delivery that you want then honors programs is another element to be considering. Some schools, uh, especially public universities, offer an honors program. And so these are unique academic communities where you get in based off of your academic performance and grades, as well as recommendations. And that allows you uh, greater access to higher level classes, accelerated registration, unique living dorm arrangements, a lot of different things and that will change by the school. So, so some examples of schools that have an honors program are going to be schools like the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, right? Uh, does have a very uh, interesting and pretty distinct honors program as an example. And then lastly for Scholastics, placement of graduates. Where do our graduates end up going? There are certain schools that are known as feeders into industry. So Babson, of course, being an entrepreneurship school, most of the students who graduate go on immediately to work, whereas a school that is a little bit more research-oriented, right, um, like a UMish, right, is going to send a lot of students into grad school. And so what are the placements of graduates? So that would be kind of the field of scholastics. And I would ask students to kind of evaluate that, give them examples of each thing, and then rate this overall as a one irrelevant, this doesn't matter to me, right? Or five, this is very, very important. Okay, so uh, that is Scholastics. For the area of major, of course, what are their major offerings? Not just do they have the thing that you want to study, but do they have offerings or flexibility for what you may want to pivot into? Right. I have a student who is currently very interested in biology, but whenever we talk about biology is constantly bringing up more specifically epidemiology, right? the study of epidemics, the study of public health, all of those different sort of things. And so when we are paring down or helping try to decide on what schools would be good for her, right? It would. It is helpful to have this piece of information because now when I'm looking for schools, pretty much every school is going to offer biology, but not every school is going to offer either a minor or a major or a double major option in public health or have good connections like Columbia does to the Mailman School of Public Health, right? Uh, where she can go and pursue a master's and go straight in to pursue that degree if that ends up being what she is interested in. Um, all of those different things. So not just major offerings, but not just major in terms of do they have specifically the thing you want to study, but what about the things that you maybe want to study? What about the things that you may be interested in? Do they have the specificity of programs and the dedication of resources that you uh, are drawn to, right? So what are those, right? 
On top of that, in terms of the major, specialized programs. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about this, about Occidental and their partnerships with both the UN and with uh, people who come on campus to studios that come on campus to film. Right? That there are within these programs, within their school, there are these unique specialized kind of uh, tentpole programs that are unique. Right? And a lot of times when I talk with students about business, for example, and they're interested in going into investment, um, there are some schools, UMish, the Ross program does this, uh, Fordham does this, the Gabelli School of Business, and the USC Marshall School of Business does this as well. But there are many other schools who do this uh, where they say, oh, you're interested in investment. Well, instead of let's do just do this on a theoretical level, right, where we kind of play around, play a simulation game. Here's money from our endowment. We're going to give you, um, you know, fifty thousand, seventy-five thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, and your job over this semester is to invest it wisely, to build a portfolio where that that stock, right, that investment is going to grow. That portfolio is going to grow, and that's how you're going to be evaluated. And so you spend time um, pitching, researching, right, and you deal with the outcomes of your investment. And so now there are some real stakes on that right where it's not just money it's not just digital money that doesn't mean anything it's actual dollars that will grow or shrink depending on your decisions is that something is that the type of experience that you're looking to get into right um other schools offer three plus two combinations this is especially true at liberal liberal arts colleges um where for haverford for example you can go and you can spend three years undergrad and then you are partnered up with uh, either Caltech or Dartmouth and you can go and you can complete an engineering program there. So you will get a bachelor's of arts in whatever you choose to study from Haverford and then you will get a bachelor's of science in engineering from Caltech, from Dartmouth, etc. So for students who are also maybe they want they are still very tied to, and here's where they, these, these things start to interact, right? Is that if they are very tied to college ranking, but they are worried about how competitive it is going to be, right? Going to a smaller school that has a direct partnership with these brand name schools, right? Maybe an opportunity for you to reap the benefits of a smaller school where you can be a bigger fish in a smaller pond and really build out your resume and then graduate with the type of diploma that you will be happy with that your parents will be proud of, right, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these different factors. So um, so that's kind of where the major and the specificity of the program really comes into. Don't just look, do they have my major, especially if you're approaching a generalist major, that's going to be most schools, right? Most schools are going to have bio, they're going to have chem, they're going to have uh, English, they're going to have all of these, they're going to have computer science, right? Um but another constant example of this is students who say they want to go into business and then they give me all these schools that don't have a business undergrad program, right? So then what is it you actually want to do? So think and evaluate through some of these, okay? The next category after this is uh, flexibility, right? How easy it is, is it to transfer credits? How easy is it to change your major? What are the graduation requirements? What are the general education requirements? Last week I talked about kind of Columbia versus Brown and how both of these are Ivy League, but their educational experience is very, 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 very different, right? Um, because uh, because of how they are structured, right? Columbia is much more rigid in terms of what you need to do to graduate, and Brown's a lot more freeform because they adhere to the open curriculum. Right? How important is that? 
right? And then there, and then these kind of move more into quality of life things to evaluate, right? Location, right? Do you want it to be urban, suburban, rural? Does that matter? What are the benefits of each, right? Being urban, especially if you're pursuing business or marketing or fashion or just things that you want to be closer to a city center because that will increase the exposure that you will have, not just on campus, but within the city itself, then maybe something urban is going to be more uh, vital for you. Whereas if you appreciate being able to, to get away, if you appreciate that, that kind of very traditional, idyllic, ideal college experience, then maybe something suburban or rural is going to be a better fit. Right. State and region. Um, I will touch on this briefly. This is subject to a much larger conversation, but state and region now in the U.S. is becoming a much more important thing to consider because of how polarized the politics in America has become and how much has been kind of shoved off to states to determine their own policies. And this is especially true for female care for abortion regulations, for LGBTQ communities, and then for guns. And of course, on top of that, marijuana as well. Every state does have different things. And so most of students, most of my students who are coming from Japan, right, will tend to want to gravitate towards the bigger cities, your, your LA, your New York, your Boston, your Chicago, right, and then maybe DC on top of that. So most students tend to gravitate toward those, those. but there are many good schools in every state, right? There are many good schools in every state, but every state you know, once you are there, you are subject to the laws of that state. And so um, that now I would say more than ever. And I think this is something that I'll want to sit down and take some more time to delve into more deeply because it is complex. There are things to consider, right? Uh, but especially in light of the Supreme Court ruling that is about to come down as well, which one way or another is going to affect a lot of public universities quite a lot, kind of regardless of their decision. If it affects public universities, that then falls in many ways under the state's supervision. So all of these pieces, state and region, uh, where it used to be, you know, just do do you have a particular region you want to go? Okay, West Coast because it's close to home or Northeast because all my friends are going to be there and all the cities like Boston, New York, Providence, all the, like all of them are, are pretty much tied together. They're very close, right? Um, but now I think for international families, uh, I think one other additional piece that is emerging as increasingly important and that is factoring into um, a lot of families' decisions about where to send their children to go to college is state legislation and the the policies and and laws that they have in place. So that becomes something now more than ever to consider. Right? Near a city, near a major city airport, no one thinks this is that big of a deal until a pandemic hits, and um, there's no way to get to a big airport that's going to fly us fly you back to Japan on time, and now you're kind of stuck in America, um, having to hop around from friend's house to friend's house to try to make things work. This happened to one a student of mine, right? That um, the dorms shut down, um, they kicked all their students out. Um, it there was no way for the student to a get a flight but even if they were to get able to get a flight to get to the nearest airport on time uh that had a direct flight back to japan and by that time japan closed their borders and things became very very difficult so um those are things to consider environment and weather right that can have an impact on students 
uh, especially if you end up choosing to go to the Northeast uh, and, and to, or the Midwest and deal with all that weather there. Campus life, dorms, housing, food, counseling and mental health, wellness and fitness, right? all of these things, campus safety, right? especially now. And all of these are factors that you'll also want to consider. And these are factors that are, that these are the benefits of a tour, right? Um, where if you can go and see the campus, if you can go and talk to people there, if you can go and, um, and hear from them directly or even go and eat the food. When I went to visit Cornell, I love going to the cafeteria because the food's great, right? Um, this is a, again, I don't think this is a maker or a breaker, um, but I do think things like safety, things like mental health resources, um, you know, I think that their rooming policy, all of those things can matter, right? Um, especially now, I think a lot of schools are over-enrolling. They're accepting too many students. And as a result, a lot of the dorms, you know, they're fitting three students into a double, they are building dorms that aren't quite that nice um, just to try to take on as many students as they can. And so um, doing your research, finding this out, how flexible are their rooming options? Is it guaranteed housing for all four years? If you are an international student, will I know that I'm going to get housing for all four years or I'm going to have to figure out some way to live off campus, right? And how is that going to work? Right? All of those pieces come into it, okay? Finances. Cost of attendance, of course, tuition is ridiculous now. It's super high. Um, but cost of attendance, what, what financial aid do they offer? And if they offer financial aid, is it in the form of grants? Is it in the form of loans? Is it in the, what, is, what is it in the form of, right? Um, because that matters as well in terms of are you going to graduate with debt that you have to pay back, right? Or is this going to be no strings attached, right? Here's the money, Okay. Cost for international students, work study, and student employment opportunities. What are your policies, right? If you're going to a school in Canada, you could basically get a uh, visa and start working in to in Toronto um, as quickly as you as you may feel like you need to. It's very flexible. U.S. not so much. Right. Um, understanding your school's need blind, need aware policies. Right. Need blind means they don't care about your financial circumstances. If you're good enough to get in, they're not going to check your finances um, and they will cover the difference. They'll make sure that you can go to their school. There are very, very few fully need blind schools in the U.S. And it is mostly your big schools, right? Your Harvard, your Princeton, Yale. Right, Dartmouth, uh, and then some of the top top tier liberal arts schools, so Amherst, Bowdoin. Right, most other schools are uh, need aware, right, where they are going to be considering your financials and your ability to afford them, right, uh, when considering your overall profile. Okay, so finances become something to pay attention to, not just in terms of cost of attendance, but cost of living in the city that you're going to, right? Going to school in New York City is going to be very, very different cost of living than going to school in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Okay, uh, and then, you know, and then the other pieces, right, are... I think very important to consider as well, especially if you're going in as an international student or a student who is LGBTQ, right? Or a student who is a particular religion, right? Making sure that there are those support structures there for you um, are important as well. 
And then campus culture. I have a lot of students who come to me who ask about, you know, I really want to have that big uh, college sports environment, like the college football or college basketball. I want March. I want to experience March Madness, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really important. That is part of the college experience is that sense of camaraderie, that sense of community that comes. And you're not going to get that at a small liberal arts college. So that right political climate, especially right now, um, uh, when I went to visit uh, Stanford last year, uh, their main courtyard was covered in chalk and different types of protests that were happening about any number of different things. Um, like women's rights was one. Uh, gun control was another. There are how active politically is your ca- campus and active how. Those are things that are important to evaluate in terms of uh, how that may potentially affect you, affect your learning right? Um, how that aligns with how that creates an environment where it will be easy or difficult to build community. All of those things do matter, right? And um, and again, I think these are ones that are uh, best asked of actual students, right? Students who are already there. It's far easier and more essential to be able to have those conversations with them. Uh, than with an admissions officer or a tour guide who is designed to try to sell you on the school, right? And then uh, kind of lastly, right, has to do with uh, a couple different things that has to do with work, right, with life after college. Does the school offer internships or co-op? Do they guarantee internships, right? Do they guarantee work-study opportunities? How important is getting something tangible on your resume, to your goals for college kind of like what i asked last episode what is college for why college for you specifically right and then their alumni connections right how broad is their network how global is their network especially if you're planning on coming back here right this becomes one of the reasons why a lot of parents and a lot of families really value kind of the bigger name schools it's not just because of the name brand it's because those fam those bigger name brands tend to have stronger more um powerful alumni networks all around the world and that can become a really good networking resource for you regardless of where you choose to start work there are more to this the list of things to consider is in some ways probably far more far more detailed and granular than your starbucks menu but you want to start building this list right of the components of your perfect drink Right. What are the things that matter to you? Don't just leave it at the very simple like name, major, location, done, which is where most students kind of end off with. Right. Have I heard of it? Is it in a city I love? How's the food? Cool. That's not going to cut it, especially when the reality is that there are so many cool, interesting, perfect for you schools potentially out there. Right. And so, you know, when I want just a real, when I want coffee, I kind of make it at home. What I go to Starbucks for is because they have all these different things, right? Right now here in Japan, because um, we are heading into summer and melons are in season, they're doing like a melon, melon frappuccino thing, right? In spring, they have sakura blossoms and they have a sakura uh, frappuccino. They have all these different things that change and are adjustable and are customizable, right? Your college search has to be a Starbucks, right? Um, you 
want to be considering the different options that you have. You want to be really making a full list of what you can choose from and then being bold enough to say, here are the things that I want, right? When I first tried to, um, when I first started thinking about this customization, I was very uncomfortable even asking them to shift um, for, to add it, to switch it to oat milk. Because I was like, oh, that's so troublesome. Oh, that's going to get in people's way. Like they're already so busy. There's this huge line. I'm not going to add, can I just get a latte? Right. Don't be afraid of asking for what you want when it comes to college, because the reality is there's probably going to be something there for you. Right. I'm working with a student right now who came in and said, I specifically just want to do fashion merchandising. Find me schools that do this. And we will. Right. Virginia Tech has an awesome fashion merchandising program. Right. There are several schools that are very focused on this very specific thing. Right. Whether that be fashion merchandising, kinesiology. Right. If you want to get into physical therapy. Right. There is something for you, but you need to have the time to reflect, to think about what it is you want, to build this list, fill this out right? Rank your priorities and then use those as a way to go search, right? Don't just base it off of match, right? You're going to have to do that, of course, right? How are your grades? How are your, your test scores? How's your rigor? But fit, right? Fit is about everything else that we've, I just talked about today, right? About kind of building your perfect cup, right? building your perfect college, finding the college that is right for you. What is your custom order? So think about some of those things, reflect on them, um, jot down any additional notes you have, right? And then filter, use those as your search search tools, right? Throw that, throw your list of things that you want into ChatGPT, see what comes out, right? There are all these tools that are available for you to find the school that's perfect for you, Right, not just the one that seems to superficially fit. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on college and coffee. Uh, join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your platform of choice. Do follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also do regularly host events, both in person and online. So if you're interested in attending free info sessions with me, real admissions officers as well, check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That is tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. Thank you.